0: A mountaineer understands this or a trekker understands this you can't imagine the views we get you can't imagine the joy the experience the learning the feeling of climbing i mean you're in in the middle of nowhere you're in the back of beyond you can't even come back and explain to your own family what you've gone through and and you learn so much you know it teaches you so much it it actually makes you respect life a lot more than you would just learn or uh, do sitting in an air conditioned home through the year in Delhi city or wherever else you know what I mean because you know that's as natural as one gets there is no pretense there there is no filter you know it's it's who you really are there is no pretense zero inhibitions it's you versus you
1: episode 34 ladies and gentlemen welcome today's guest barely needs an introduction as she's been out and about in the fitness scene for over a decade a successful entrepreneur a marathoner a community leader a role model for many and she's a mother to her two beautiful dogs i'm talking about riti sahai riti is the first and as far as we know the only woman from Uttarakhand to have run all the world major marathons and to have earned the coveted six-star medal. She's also an endurance cyclist, a yogini, a mountaineer and a certified functional trainer. It's not just her experience and running abilities that she's adored for, but for her abilities to make human connections, inspire people, build communities, and for doing whatever she can to help our four legged friends. Over the last few years, Riti has built a vibrant community called Run with Riti that has active folks who gather multiple times a week at multiple locations over Delhi and CR to run, to become better athletes. And to celebrate the joy endurance sports has to offer. In this conversation, we spoke about her early life, her motivations, her love for animals, why she loves climbing and outdoors so much, and what keeps her coming back to this brutal sport of running marathons. Stick around till the end, my friends. You're in for a treat. This is Riti Sahai and me in the Find Your Ultra podcast, episode 34. Indulge away. to the find your ultra podcast
0: hi uh thank you for having me it's a pleasure i am so glad first of all that you agreed to do this at such a short notice uh you were leaving for uh sydney that's right sydney, the world for major. the sydney marathon yeah it's a contender for the world major not a world major yet. Not yet okay
1: yeah i thought singapore marathon was also a contender for uh, one of the world majors no as
0: of now sydney is a contender and so is cape town okay Uh, But six are world majors, which I have, of course, completed. So, this is a contender as of now. Okay, okay. So,
1: really excited about this conversation because... uh, I have been in the running circuit for about 10 years and it's the first time I'm, I'm meeting you, uh, which is actually great. So if you've not seen that, have you seen that movie? And if, you, if the answer is no, okay, then you're in for a treat. So so I've heard so much about you and I've been seeing you on social media. So I'm super excited. Uh, you've been up to some crazy things. You've done world majors and uh, you've uh, built your own communities Um, from ground up uh, and and I've been seeing all of that so super excited about this Uh, let's begin with uh, your uh, recent trip how was Sydney marathon
0: Sydney was fabulous Um, you know I got the opportunity of being invited to run the Sydney marathon Uh, of course I grabbed it and it was A gorgeous gorgeous course as picturesque as it gets uh, you know I don't think I'll ever get to run a course that's as beautiful as Sydney in terms of you know you end up at the Opera House you run on the Harbour Bridge you're running in the Sentinel Park uh, the Darling Harbour so it was just glorious but what really didn't work in our favour but I guess that's what races are for and D-days are meant for is the weather you know Mm -hmm. climate change across the globe and we ran literally in 32 degrees centigrade which was crazy it was crazy hot for this and time of, of the year? Yeah, actually. Because they've had the marathon for many years now mm-hmm. at this time. And they usually have a marathon in any city across the world on you know at a time when it's great weather, yeah. which is how it's been mostly. Yeah. But this year was brutal. I mean, if that's the word I may use. Mm-hmm. And the other thing which, of course, uh, I didn't expect, but it's like I said, till you run the course and every course is different, are the rolling hills. Mm-hmm. The course is completely rolling. Okay. Yeah, but it was an extremely awesome experience i had a great time and yeah i've got the medal so i'm yeah. one marathon stronger amazing marathon is marathon is really special any
1: day no matter where you run it uh, it is special on its own but uh, the experience of running a world major i guess is is, is different which hopefully i'll experience someday um, you've done all of them right all six of them yes i have so just tell me which one. Like I, I don't even know what's the difference. Which which, which course is uh, uh, your favorite? Or which which one did you enjoy running the most? What's your favorite?
0: So you know, like you rightly or the said, the most challenging, whichever. So like you rightly said, every marathon is special, right? Mm-hmm. So and every marathon has a story, yeah. and one leads to the other. You know, every time I run a marathon, uh, beat a world major. You know, when I'm running the course, I am cursing myself and I'm saying, did I pay to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and almost in the last 10 kilometers, I'm like, I swear words, I use swear words. And I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to run a marathon again. And it only lasts till I cross that finish line. And within a few hours, I know which one I want to do next. I've either signed up or I know that I want to run another marathon, you know. But, um, you know, to answer your question, uh, I would say all six, Boston, Berlin, Chicago, London, New York and Tokyo are are, are special in their own ways. Um, I can't pick one, you know. Uh, Boston being a marathon that I want to run for as long as I can, uh, you know, uh, for as long as I can qualify and run it. So God willing and thankfully I am running the Boston 24 Um, because, you know, it's an iconic race. Uh, It's 127 years old. Uh, it's the Boston Marathon you know it's got it's it's that I mean it's it's it's, yeah it's also that BQ and so you know it's that's super super special but like I said you know London was brilliant because that's where I PR'd I ran a 337 so that was special in its own way when was that Uh, October 2022
1: okay like last year yeah brilliant that's when I actually close to your prime
0: uh, I guess amazing I want to actually race Boston 24 so let's hope I can PR there Yeah. So, and in fact, what I ran in London, Mm -hmm. uh, the 337, I had to run Chicago a week after. So I ran Sunday to Sunday Mm -hmm. in two different continents. And, you know, I managed Chicago also with a strong sub four. So, yeah. So every marathon for me was special, has been special, and has a story. And they're super close to my heart. I mean, they all, you know, I can go on and on about every marathon. Like I said, Mm -hmm. Berlin was again special because I started my marathon journey Mm -hmm. with Berlin. You know, it, it was a world major or it is a world major and it was my maiden marathon and I ran that as a sub 4 as well and that's the year when Kipchoge also broke the world record. So at, at the Berlin? At the Berlin Marathon. Which year was that again? September 2018. 18. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, it's been special. I mean, all marathons have been special. Yeah.
1: Wonderful. And uh, so BQ I'm aware of, but do all the other uh, world majors require qualification as well or is it just a ballot? Uh,
0: No, they do have qualification times. All world majors have qualification times, but you have different ways of entering them. Mm -hmm. One is that you qualify and you apply. Mm -hmm. If you meet the qualifying standards, again, every marathon will have an age qualification, uh, you know, and gender qualification. So it's different for every uh, marathon. The other way to get in is lottery, which is the ballot. You know, if you get lucky, you apply for it well in time and you get pulled out. Of course, that's another way. And now, of course, there are many official um, tour agencies, you know, these uh, marathon tours that operate across the world. Of course, we've only got one in India, the active holiday company. Uh, so you can also apply through them. Gauri leads it, Correct. Uh, so, you know, they also have bibs for across six uh, marathons, the world majors and many others. In fact, they do some great races, not just the marathons. Mm-hmm. So that's a third way. And of course, another way is, you know, if there's a sponsor, like one of the major sponsors that sponsor the race or, are, uh, you know, send you an invite. For example, um, see Boston sponsored by say Adidas or another big brand. So one of those, you know, their employees could get uh, a bib. Yeah, a bib. For example, the New York Marathon, TCS sponsors it, right? Okay. TCS is the major sponsor, the main sponsor. Okay. So the TCS employees get to run it because they probably have a certain number of bibs that are allocated to them. So I'm sure for them, uh, you know, it's a great thing to offer it to their employees who are runners, who are marathoners. So there are different ways to get into the world major, but I feel each way is special. You know, being able to run a world major is in itself a huge achievement. And yeah, it's it's just amazing. Okay. Um,
1: I mean, this is not relevant, but I would still ask because. So, I come from the ultra running community. My friends all are ultra runners. We, We are all. Uh, we, 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 we like longer distances But we have an affinity to that You're such a brilliant runner Have you ever considered uh, Switching to uh, longer distances?
0: So I'm going to debut At the Khardungla Challenge Whoa, 2024
1: Announcement
0: Yes, there you are okay. And I also wanted the comrades So those two Inshallah next year Next year Yes, I okay. do want to get to the ultra I want to see the high That you guys experience That I yeah. haven't experienced okay. yet So yes, I'm on to the ultras now So guys, this is where you heard it first Riti is doing ultras next year fabulous god
1: willing <laughs> <laughs> i have no doubt so um right i wanted to also talk to you about now this is where we are currently okay uh, i usually i love to delve a little bit into the person's life uh, sure. and, and perhaps uh, understand the the, the, the person the, pe- the kind of person that they are um, because all we see uh people these days is all on social media which is of course very curated right all of us curate our feeds and, and everything um, yeah well let's get to know Riti the person which is not available on social
0: media just d- d- take me back to you take you back to your childhood a little bit where were you born and raised uh, I was born in Lucknow in the command hospital my father was in the army so I'm a 4G brat mm-hmm. uh, born raised and traveled across the length and breadth of the country And uh, so that's where I was born. I was raised across the length and breadth of the country. Like I rightly said, I just said, Mm -hmm. because in the infantry, you get posted, the officers get posted as soon as six months to a year, could be two years, could be three years. So I've traveled uh, to a lot of places. uh, So there's not one place that I belong to. Mm -hmm. But of course, I've been in Delhi for the last 25 years, maybe more actually now. So now I'm a proud Delhiite. Um, that's really what my little background is but I've always been an extrovert or a person who loves adventure and sports and outdoors Mm -hmm. so I've been into trekking traveling you know you can't make me sit inside the house for too long so I've got to be on my feet moving doing something that's to do with the outer world so the outer world gives me the energy that I get or I have Mm -hmm. and that's what kind of drives me you know Um, so that's me as a person in in a nutshell But uh, also to answer what you just said about social media, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, uh, my social media handle with my Instagram is as real as Riti is. That's amazing. I know people curate it and, you know, rightly so, wrongly so, whatever works or sales, whoever's bought. But I'm as organic as it gets, you know, and that's another thing. I tell a lot of people that listen: you will see me the way you see me on Instagram yeah. when you meet me. So yeah. I don't know whether you'll have the same opinion when we finish the stat. I certainly do. I mean, I, I feel the
1: the vibes and the energy is just as 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 exactly as I see see on social media, just as I expected. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but but the stage that you're saying uh, at which you are currently, which is, uh, you you're you're as close to your social profile. That's a life goal for people, you know, <laughs> because this is not usual. This is it stands out and it's great.
0: So, you know, I've always been like this. I, I'm also called the black sheep at certain places. I'm also called or uh, labeled or said that, you know, she calls a, sh- a spade a spade. Mm. I'm Muphat as you may. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's the right word. I'm pretty, I'm not so good in Hindi, but I, I mean, so, you know, I am who I am. Like I said, you know, I'm fairly real, good or bad. I don't know. Okay. But uh, so I guess, you know, that's the way I've always been you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm out there, you know, I'm, I'd rather say it on your face than say it behind your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I may say it politely, though I may not or at times I may just say it and you know, people will be like, Oh my God, she's just too straight on your face. Mm-hmm. But that's just Sriti for you. You know, mm-hmm. I will I'm out there. I will say it. That's just me. And, and that's how I am even on my on my social media. How did running happen to you? Uh, when did you start running? So, I started long distance running uh, in 2010. Mm -hmm. I was in the corporate world. And like I said, I've always been, uh, you know, an outdoor person. So, you know, in in, in the army background with my father being in the army, there were these camps that, you know, the army, Northern Command will have or Southern Command. So, we used to go for those camps. Uh, there were two hours in a day that my parents would always ask me to step out of the house and go into a park, whichever next, you know, was next to a house and say, you just have to go and play. And there were times I tell mom, I'm tired. I have a stomach issue. Never mind. Go out, sit there, meet people. You know, There are lots of kids that come to the park, but go spend your two hours in a park and come, you know. So I've always been, uh, you know, like I said, you know, fond of exercising, running. I was in the school sports team for basketball, track and field and all of that. But when I joined the corporate world... I had no time for even, uh, you know, hitting the gym. I would try my best. There were days I was I was successful. There were days I would make it happen. But I'd be really crabby because by the time I'd get home from the gym and after a long days work, it would be like 9.30, 10 p.m. And I said, what am I doing? You know, I don't get to spend, uh, you know, my time doing what I love. I'm just going to work to earn an, a living. And I'm going to, you know, work out that too with great difficulty. I can't find the time. I mean, is it all worth it, you know? And so, that's when I said, okay, you know, maybe I should take up running. Let us let me try running because it's about a pair of shoes, right? Mm-hmm. A running shoes, yeah. a pair of running shoes. And the good part is at that point, I was in the corporate world and our then CEO was a, is a marathoner even today. And um, he was very in favor of having a fit company. People got to be fit. What company was it? Asteria. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: is it a tech? I, I'm not uh, IT, IT, yes. IT, okay.
0: Correct. So, you know, I just took a pair of running shoes one fine day to work and I said, okay, let me just try and, you know, see if I can do this in my break. We had a gym in office with a very fancy, swanky, it was a new, you know, multinational or whatever. So, I just took that pair of shoes and I started running. I mean, you know, in my spare time, in, in the lunch break or whenever I got time for a kilometer, two kilometers, I quite enjoyed it. And I started doing that more often and I said, you know what, maybe this is what I need to do because at least I'm happier because I'm able to, you know, burn some calories, have that endorphin high. And then two kilometers led to a five kilometer and then it was Airtel Delhi half marathon time. Which year? uh, 2010 again. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Mukesh Aghi, who was the CEO, he said, you know what, I'm signing up the entire company to do a 7k Great Delhi run. And what we're going to do is the employee pays half and the company pays half. You're going to walk, jog, crawl it, but everybody's going to do it. And they really motivated all of us. And there were these, you know, various things that led to the run. We had buses that took us from the workplace. We had post run refreshments and all of that. So that was my first ever 7K. And then I've never looked back. I think running was a calling. It was 7K to a 10K to a half marathon. And I do remember, but when I ran half marathons for like seven good years, there were lots of people that reached out to me on the side and said, you know, I think it's time for a full marathon. And I said, you know what, when I'm ready, I'm sure I'll be ready and I'll say it out loud. And I think it took me seven years mm-hmm. to be mentally ready and to wake up one fine day after I had turned 40 years of age to say, you know what, Riti, this year you've got to do a 40. Wow. And in fact, Berlin, which is 2018, is the year I turned 40. Okay. So I ran my first marathon, which is 42.2. Mm-hmm. In the year I turned forty years of age.
1: Amazing. And and
0: there's no looking back. Yeah,
1: you you're ready for marathon and how? Like you're <laughs> crushing one after another. And you also win so many podiums in local races. Like yes. the, all the races in India. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I obviously. have, yes. But I mean I guess, you know, those were I mean, of course I've evolved as a runner. We've evolved now. I run I, I, I thoroughly enjoy running the forty two point two. So when you're in training for a forty two, twenty-one or more is your weekend run anyway, right? Yeah. So, I've really not done too many races in the last couple of years, I'd say. But yes, um, 2018 and before, lots and lots of races. I mean, I can't count the number of medals I have. I've been grateful. I do count my blessings and I've been on a lot of podiums in Delhi. Yeah. Indeed. That's wonderful. So, you would have started running
1: uh, at the age of… So,
0: 2010,
1: what, how old would you be? Gosh, my math sucks. Yeah. Uh, 32? So, 32, around that. Age. 32, 31, 31, 32. Can we uh, try and get to know a little bit about the the teenage Riti? What was she like?
0: Oh, gosh. I was called a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I said, my energy was not uh, something that was, you know, like we were always out there. We'd run away into a forest or a jungle wherever we dad was posted. I always had the maximum number of friends, more boys than girls. Mm-hmm. Uh I remember there was a time, I, you know, there were landlines those days. And only boyfriends would call, like boys and friends, nothing. uh, Mm -hmm. And one fine day, one girl called and my mom picked up the phone and she came to me and she she said, Are you okay? I said, What happened? She said, There's a girl calling for you. (laughs) And I'm like, Okay. So I was out there, I had lots of hobbies. um, You know, we've always been fond of pets. Like, um, we're an animal lover family. So I've always had dogs at home. So taking them, you know, um, out... Various things like, like I said, always on my toes. And
1: what we like? Did you uh, have those teenage insecurities or early, early adolescence? Uh, were you so confident always, or did you?
0: So I think again, it's the back. Uh, you know, it's the upbringing or the background, and I owe a lot to the forge background. I keep saying this. Uh, mm. So, you know, because we travel so much, we've I've changed some 10 schools. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I we tend to adapt faster as 4G kids, I'd say. Yes. So somewhere the confidence was there from day one, you know, it just and it only kept evolving and getting better and better. Mm. Like I said, you know, we were I mean, my parents made me make my own mistakes. We were just left out to, you know, figure out what's right, what's wrong, what worked for us, what didn't. And they were absolutely okay if we made a mistake. They said, you know, we all learn and evolve. So, yeah, somewhere, I think I was given this confidence from day one, whether it was from, you know, my parents, the family, schooling, upbringing, changing number of schools, just being out there, you know, having to deal with, like, you know, commute on your own, uh, get out there, no people, go on a camp. Today, I know kids that go into one school in upper KG or nursery and they they actually graduate out of the same school, you know. So, it actually just, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But you know, I've probably done ten schools, like I said, across the length and breadth of the country. So I think that also counts to a huge extent. So it's been a mix of everything. Yeah, I think
1: exposure means uh, means a lot. Like even uh, like when you study abroad and stuff, the exposure that you get uh, when you meet people from different cultures, different places, and India is also so diverse, right? Absolutely, across length length and breadth of India, like you said, uh, people in Delhi, the kids that you will meet in Delhi will be very different from the ones you meet in Chennai or wherever, like southern part of India, right? Absolutely. Yeah that changes across the the country We're so diverse and that's the that's the beauty of it let us talk about your uh, uh professional life so mm-hmm. you started as a corporate person and then you decided to move on to your own entrepreneurial journey
0: so 10 years into the corporate world you know while i thoroughly enjoyed every bit of what i did mm-hmm. i was a soft skills trainer which is you know um Anything to do with, it could be as basic as email etiquette, uh, presentation skills, negotiation skills, leadership skills. And like I said, I worked with this company called Steria. So 10 years of that in learning and development. And it was hugely gratifying. Of course, people would come back to me after a workshop and say, you know, Riti, um, I could never buy a home in the last 10 years of my work career. But after I attended this goal setting workshop of yours, you know, I've actually bought a home. You know, so it was really, but like I said, there was that one thing that was missing in my life, you know. Fine, I was uh, making that little money that I wanted and all of that. But I just wasn't able to, um, you know, do a lot more that I wanted to do in the time I had. Because, you know, in the corporate world, unfortunately, you have to do an 8 to 8. I mean, it's called 8 to 5. But by the time you get home, it's 8 to 8. You know, so like I said, you know, I, I, I love animals. So I work a lot in the animal welfare sector. So I wasn't getting time to do any of that. I wasn't getting time to pursue any other hobby of mine, which is fitness be it entering a gym, you know, traveling. Um, the other thing that I'm, I do want to talk about right now is, so when I was in the corporate world, I would take so many leaves. My bosses were fed up because I wanted to do a trek and the treks are like, so, you know, if a trek is 21 days, it is 21 days. I can't cut short the trek, right? But they would say, sorry, you have 10 days. And I would come to the extent and say, boss, I'm really sorry, but give me leave without pay, but just give me this leave, you know. So, So I was literally like, you know, it was very hard for me to kind of take care of all of this but I really needed my travel that's something that kind of gets me going as well Mm. I mean if I if you ask me what is it that I would love to do and I really want to do again at some point in time is go backpacking for a year you know I think the way one evolves with travel uh, incomparable again you know so I love travel yeah so you know so one fine day I just said you know I came home I probably had a nasty day at work and I came home and I uh, you know spoke to my husband and I said you know what I'm quitting tomorrow and he's like what you've barely learned the ropes of the business of, you know, of whatever, it's been 10 years in the company. And I said, I'm fed up. You know, I can't be just making money and not enjoying what I do. I mean, not enjoying the rest of the time. And I was so convinced that all he said to me was sure, do what you like, but ensure I mean, it'd be nice if you know, or you you have another job in hand. I said nothing doing. I genuinely went that same day back at work and I put in my papers. They didn't let me go. That's another story. And which again was a win-win for me because I got a sabbatical for six months. Ah, And uh, yeah, I took it happily because somewhere at the back of my mind also, I said, you know, what if I don't like not doing anything at the moment and I don't get another job that I like. I don't want to be without a job, right? Mm -hmm. So I took that sabbatical, but the six months flew by. I traveled in the six months. I did another trek. I think I remember I did everest base camp in the, you know, when I quit And uh, I did a few consulting assignments. So I'm certified in a few HR tools, MBTI and FIROB and all of that. So I can do a lot of workshops one-to-one with companies, you know, that need... uh, As a consultant. As a consultant. Yeah, ah, totally, completely. Mm -hmm. And of course, training workshops as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because one is certified and one knows, uh, you know... So I did a lot of that every now and then. I was consulting with a boutique OD consultancy firm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was again, you know, I could take up what I wanted. So it could be three days of work in a week. It could be 10 days of work in a month. And yeah, I did that. Six months flew by, I went back and gave my resignation again. I said, you know what? I have decided I want to move on. Mm-hmm. So then consulting happened for a while. Before I said, okay, fine, I think I'm done with this also. And then I just, for a year, literally traveled, checked again and all of that. And then started my own business. Which is of course pocket money today and mm-hmm. and I do a lot of other things. So my fingers are in too many pies at the moment. Yeah, so let's hear, uh, that, that was going to be my next question anyway. So what are all the 10 million things that you do? <laughs> so one is my little business, like I said, I run a Tonian Guy, which is a salon in basant vihar So that's one. Uh, I work a lot in the animal welfare sector, which takes a lot of my time. So rescues... You know, helping people, uh, helping these four-legged get adopted because there's so many abandonments that happen. I volunteer at a shelter. You know, I take care of, say, 50 to 60 dogs every single day. Uh, When I say take care of, I mean I feed them. So, you know, that that takes a lot of my time and energy as well. But I completely love this space. This is where I belong, I feel. So, for me, if I don't do it, uh, and, you know, I feel I also attract a lot of this because even when I'm traveling, be it, uh, where was I yesterday? Day before yes, I was someplace just a few days ago, and out of the blue, suddenly you know I'll see these dogs that I feel are hungry, you know, and of course I'll either have something on me or I'll just buy it off a mark, you know, off a store and feed them. Mm. So that's another thing that I do, and uh, I run a running community today.
1: Yeah, let's hear about that. That's very vibrant.
0: Yeah, so we started this, or I started. It was founded in the midst of the pandemic, June 2021. We're two years plus in growing. We're two fifty plus members today. And we have five sessions across Delhi and NCR. Oh,
1: like five different places?
0: Um, so the locations are one, two, three locations. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. are uh, three locations, out of which two locations are in Delhi. One is in Noida. And we have five sessions in these three locations every single week. Okay. And we actually... Uh, Like I said, we're open to any and everybody that wants to start their fitness journey, that want to experience the joy of running. I say this very, very clearly, you know, we're about the joy. I want people to look at us, look at Run With DT and say, you know what, look at the fun these guys have when they run. I want to join this community only for the fun they have, the camaraderie, you know, the inspiration, the motivation that each one of us uh, give each other, you know, ensure that if one is down and out, all of us will ensure that he or she gets to do his or her run, finishes it, you know, we're there for each other. So, yeah, I mean, that's what Run With GT is all about. We also approach running holistically. Mm-hmm. So it's not just running sessions. We've got a yoga instructor certified. We've got a Zumba instructor certified on board. We've got a strength trainer on board. Of course, we have our speed workouts. Lots of our uh, crew members, I have eight crew members, um, you know, use their expertise and experience in leading these sessions. And the entire community looks up to them. Mm-hmm. We share training plans and yeah, we make uh, running fun.
1: It is. It looks looks that way as well. So, and uh, so shout, shout out to a couple of uh, run with Riti people. Uh, mm-hmm. They're my relatives. So, uh, oh.
0: you know Stuti?
1: Of Sharma, course, Stuti. Rajiv. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yes, Rajiv and yeah. Stuti. So the father
0: and daughter duo. Correct. Absolutely, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, they're, they're, he's my brother-in-law. Lovely. Yeah. And
0: you know, I have so many mother-daughter, father-daughter uh, duos that come and run. I think it's, you know, it's just insanely inspiring I mean people tell me that you know you've done so great you know run with DT is amazing and I tell them you don't realize you guys give me the energy to do what I do you know you inspire me I wake up so if there's one thing I don't like about running being brutally honest is the wake up in the morning okay. I dread it and I wish I could do it at 10am or 11am but unfortunately we live in a city like Delhi that you've got to run in the morning right so you know when I wake up also and I have those hard days and I don't want to leave my bed every single member you know, I'm reminded of every single member And I'm like, you know what, they'll be looking forward to You know, all of us running together And stuff like that So every member of the community inspires They have a story uh, They're just incredible stories and journeys That we have in the community I mean, I have goosebumps when I hear Tell
1: me, tell us about one of, the, one of those
0: One or two of those Ah, okay, where do I start? Who do I pick? Uh, so one um, lady, okay She um, has fought cancer She was literally on a wheelchair and she joined the community, started walking, jogging, running. And after a few months of being with us, being regular, being consistent, you know, being out there and coming and doing whatever she could and she mustered to do, which was brilliant. She actually wrote this really nice message on our WhatsApp handle saying that, you know, her mom woke up this one fine day and said, you know, why don't we just go and donate your wheelchair to an old age home or a home which requires it, you know, you're up and about now. So, you know, her life's changed completely. She's out there up and running after actually literally being uh, wheelchair ridden, you know, having fought breast cancer. So stories like this, you know, insane people that were obese. Mm -hmm. I mean, they never thought they could lose the weight they could and transform their lives and be who they are today. You know, many, many stories, like I said.
1: Yeah. The the breast cancer example that you just gave, this is, uh, October is the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, that's true. Um, and, and we've just been uh, uh, approached by a major foundation that works in this area and we're collaborating and we've recorded a couple of episodes already on breast cancer awareness with experts. So, yeah, I mean, shout out to the person who survived the cancer. Incredible. Salute yeah. to her. Yeah. Wonderful, ma'am. Uh, did you stay here in Noida, and you travel to Delhi pretty much, uh, you know, most days of the week? Um, what gets you up in the morning? Like, what what helps you break that inertia? It's so easy to stay in bed and not head out for a run, uh, and and you know, drive all the way, and then meet all these people, and then do this. Like, what what is it that gets you there?
0: So you're a runner, you know. So you know the runner's high, or you know what it what running gives you. So that's what I can't. It's not. It's intangible. Uh, the high, the, you know, what the joy of running, what running has given me all this while or it gives me the feeling, how I feel, uh, you know, I, I can't put a finger to it. I can't tell you what it's called. It's the joy. It's, it's, it's how I feel. It's reeti after a run. You know what I mean? Mm. So I can't be in bed. I can't be lazy and have that feeling. And hence the wake up, the lace up and uh, go get that workout done. Have you, has there been a
1: phase where you've been out of running?
0: I have every now and then so true to a runner's life I get injured every now and then I do silly things as well Uh, I thankfully have a physiotherapist he's literally God I keep saying that yes oh my yesterday oh you did yeah I have to go see him on Monday okay yeah I wouldn't be running without him Brutally
1: honest. But, but that's exactly what I told him when I saw him. Because I, I met him for the first time yesterday. And I told him some people refer to you as God. He'll say Chandan Bhagwan. Hai. Ah. Uh, so, so you're not the only one. There are other, there's a friend of mine, Keshav, who's a parkour athlete. Tanha. Tanha. No, no. Tala no, is different. Okay. So this is Keshav Sharma, who's okay. based out of Gurgaon. He is a co-founder of Vanarshala, It's a parkour community. And he's also a filmmaker. Ah yeah, I might, interesting m- I should probably just plug in he, he was in the team of uh, elephant whisperers the movie that won wow, the oscars wow of course yeah. yes yes so he's also a filmmaker and audio content creator and as well as a parkour athlete so ah. he referred uh, me to him yeah and and he says exactly he said Chandan Javlani very life change. He said, Doctors had said,
0: I went to him and I've been fixed. You know what, also, I think uh, works in everyone's favor who goes to him. Of course, you've got to be very diligent and true to yourself mm. and follow him to a T, is because yeah. he himself is a runner. So he understands you know, what mental agony we're coming to him with. So while yeah. we're injured, we still want to run. Yeah. So he will do his best to ensure that we keep the running going. Yeah. You know, and strength train or do whatever is required to get over that injury. He's also ensured that my threshold of pain has gone to God knows what level. Oh, my God. Wow. But bless him. Yeah. Genuinely.
1: Yeah. yeah. He, he also took a lot of time to uh, ask me in detail about my running mileage and the speeds and everything. Yes. So What, I've, what all I've been doing. So, yeah. Chandan is great. Um, okay. So, uh, when when you're in that non-running phase does your life change like what does that what does it feel like so you know
0: one is that I'm in the non-running phase when I say non-running it's never really non-running I mean I should correct that so one is maintenance mileage Mm -hmm. uh, phase which is between marathons Mm -hmm. so if I've raced a marathon obviously for the next two months I just do maintenance mileage right so it's basic running three four days a week but very very less easy running just to keep that base going so I'm active, I'm doing strength and I am doing a bit of running, but it's not, it's never been zero running in my life. You know, I don't think it's ever going to happen that way. I will drive everybody around me nuts. Forget myself. <laughs> exactly. You won't believe it. Um, so this also reminds me to another point when I'm at work hmm. and I'm having a bad day. I mean, you know, uh, I'm crabby. Somebody or the other from my work, uh, people will come to me and say, Ma'am, I didn't run today, right? Because they know, yeah. That she will go to a 5 or a 10 or whatever kilometer, they don't know. And I'll be in perfect mood, you know what I mean? So that's, that's really how it is. So injury also, like right now I am injured. So I am in rehab, but rehab also means there is a bit of running and jogging. Mm-hmm. So it's not speed workouts, it's not 80 kilometers a week. It could be 40-50k a week and more of walking and jogging and strength. So that's the kind of non-running that Riti's in, right? I go for my sessions still because that energy drives me and vice versa. So, you know, I keep the schedule going because, um, to be honest, I'm normal as well, right? I'm as normal as anybody else around me. I do tend to get lazy, which also brings me to another fact that... uh, uh, you know, as much as we need to strength train, you know, to be able to um, complement running, and I am certified as a trainer, functional trainer. I still need a workout partner or a functional trainer who comes home wow. to make me do my strength because I can get really lazy. So I also need to pay an ex person, Richa, of course. She's fabulous. She comes over, we work out together or whatever, and uh, that's the way I get my strength done as well. So I mean, that's that's really what non-running for me. Is. So I get, I pick up my strength, do a bit more of yoga. Running as such comes down in volume, but of course, I am still walking, jogging and it's still 40-50 kilometers a week. Okay. Yeah. And do do you want to like tell us in a nutshell your uh, uh,
1: training leading up to uh, a A marathon?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, it'll probably be uh, four to five days of running out of which uh, two days are speed work. Three days is mostly easy running. I do uh, two days of strength work, upper and lower body both and a day of yoga. Do you do that in the gym or at home? Very or? much at home. I've you know I guess the pandemic got us all mm-hmm. self-sufficient. So everybody like I've got a pull-up bar outside, I've got some weights in here. Mm-hmm. So Richa comes over and we do it together. Here I've got a yoga mat. What's have, full name I, um, Richa Gupta. Richa Gupta. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She lives in Noida itself. Right. So she comes in and we do our workouts together. So it's twice a week a strength once a week is yoga and, of course, four to five days a week of running, depending on, you know, what part of my four-month training I'm in for the main marathon. And, and of course, I try and do, a, you know, maybe a day of swimming as well. It depends. So, it's between all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's really what broadly my training looks like. Okay. Yeah. That's
1: brilliant. I mean, uh, and are you diligent about mobility and
0: strength? I am. Which Chandan Chavla uh, visits... I don't have a choice. And, you know, you've got to be honest to yourself. You know, I can't keep visiting Doc and telling him I have a problem and not doing what he asked me to do. Mm. But it's very boring. I hate mobility exercises. Some of them can get really, really boring and frustrating. But trust me, I've seen results. Mm. So like I said, you know, he actually made sure I could run Boston the year I ran Boston because I was injured and I still did a four hour Boston, which I didn't think would be possible. Yeah. Yeah
1: that's great so exactly that's my plan like I want to uh, f- I plan to follow whatever he's given me to the T because I had a back issue and I sh- showed it to him because I-, I said I don't want to live with a broken back please check and tell me he first said back is not broken that's yeah. a great news it's only inflammation you need to do this I said okay this is exactly what I'm doing for the next three months uh, and he said yeah you'll be back to peak
0: mileage in three to four months there you are and yeah. I'm telling you you will be yeah, yeah. yeah let's hope so. I had a broken shoulder he got yeah. me everything back I mean it's been amazing yeah yeah, but, but you're right. You've
1: got to put in the work. Like, oh, 100%. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No
0: pain, no gain. I mean, mm-hmm. I say it very clearly. You know, people think, I mean, they keep saying that Riti is bhagti I'm like, Tum ke na, yaar. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's a hugely disciplined sport. It is. Sure. And you're a runner again. You're an ultra runner. You run longer distances than I do. You know what it entails. I mean, from sleeping on time, curtailing your alcohol. I only drink wine, but I do enjoy my drinks. Yeah you know all of that eating healthy food you know your strength training everything it's like yeah, Riti, compromising have... on family time oh for sure it, it does require all those all the yeah.
1: sacrifices for sure but you'll be surprised how undisciplined or indisciplined uh, ultra runners are a lot of us we're not disciplined at all we run in the evenings we we wake Shh, up
0: late you're not supposed to tell us tell the world that <laughs> kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you get that longish mileage done right you get yeah. the ultra mileage done there's no other way that's what really matters that has to be done so yeah the mental strength for sure is there which yeah. a lot of people don't have mm. and hence that x percent that very very minute percent runs ultras or runs a marathon for that matter and that's true so you've that got it
1: true. okay uh, let me ask you this how does uh, breaking your body and torturing yourself because marathon is a beast right it is how is that um how, like, what do you find addictive about that? Why, why does you,
0: why, what is it that keeps pulling you back towards it? You know, I think there's a joy in that also. That I call it the sweet pain. You know, I told you that I'm screaming towards the end, like to myself, and thankfully, I've run international marathons only so far. By the way, I'm also debuting in yeah. running a marathon oh, at NDM. Yeah. MDM. MDM. Okay. yeah. Hmm. So, so far, I've done seven. Uh, in marathons and they've all been abroad. Mm. So the good part again is there are not too many Indians. So in the last 10 kilometers, it's Hindi. Hello, Hindi. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like all the swear words. Mm. So, but I just feel that there is this um, sense of achievement at the end of the day, when you cross that finish line and that, um, you know, that feeling of I can achieve anything, that go-getter spirit, you know, I feel that if I can run that distance, if I can actually run through that pain, that, uh, you know, that discomfort, it's about, you know, being comfortable in being uncomfortable, you know, that's what I think this marathon distance does to you, or the training does to you. So, you know, I feel that at the end of the day, I I truly believe, and I know I can achieve what my put I, what I put my mind to. So that's really what running a marathon does to me. You know, it's like I've become very very resilient. You know, I know that I can actually go get out, go out there and get anything I want. You know, because there's such a lot of discipline that's involved in training. And then, you know, as you evolve and you run more marathons and your goals evolve, it gets harder and harder. You know, it may seem like, oh, look at her. She's running faster, but it's become harder for me because I've had to become more disciplined. You know, whether it was mentally, whether it was I've had very bad training days. I have days where I want to cry. I want to throw up, you know, but but when you're running the race, that exam day, the D day, Those are the days that take me through. You know what I mean? So there is this sweet pain. There is this reward which is... And you know, only a runner understands it. You'll understand it. You're an ultra runner. But if you talk to a non-runner, they'll be like, I don't understand why she spends so many lakhs to go abroad and run a 42.2 and get killed, tortured, not be able to walk, have five blisters and still sign up for another marathon. (laughs) Yeah. Totally, totally. It's a, it's an internal sort of a, yeah. well kept. It's a well kept secret. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, like I said, you know, we can't put a finger to it. Mm. We'll keep doing it. Yeah. Because it's, it gives you something that nothing else gives you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and every event, you, you, you do tell yourself, this is the last one. Like, yeah,
0: I keep saying this to me. I said, iske baad karna hai. I told myself after the world majors, iske baad I'm not running. I mean, you know, I probably go to Ultra, do whatever, and there you go. Sydney came my way, I grabbed it. I'm looking forward to Boston now. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> yeah. just very, very momentary that you say, i karna not mm,
1: Yeah. Fair. Um, excellent. I've loved this. Um, Riti, what's the toughest challenge you've done so far?
0: So one thing that comes to my mind instantly is uh, you know I trek as well. Like I said, I, I mountain. I mean, I'm a mountaineer. So this was a double summit that we did uh, just before the pandemic. What's a double summit? So two uh, days of
1: continuous, like one summit one day and
0: yeah Next so day. you summit at ni- you actually summit early in the morning so you're when you are going on a summit you're walking the entire night mm-hmm. so you start like your summit walk say around 11 12 pm mm-hmm. and you summit somewhere at 6 7 in the morning when the sun rises you're at the top of the peak mm-hmm. then you come down so it's literally i would say almost 24 hours of 20 to 24 hours of walking on your feet mm-hmm. And But the views that you get to see from the summit are incomparable and it's it's fairly torturous and challenging. Which mountain was it? So this was in the Markha Valley region in Ladakh. Okay. It was Kangyatse 2 and Zozongo. Both at 6,200 meters above sea level. Okay. Very less oxygen. Beautiful but torturous. So I remember we were at, uh, I think, the last camp before we were going to take off for our summit and uh, we were lacing up. I remember we were wearing our crampons and our boots and all of that. We were just three, four of us in one tent. And we were looking at each other and literally crying in tears. It was so cold. Nothing was moving. I couldn't wear my boots. I needed help. You didn't want to eat, but you had to eat because you were going to be on your feet for so long, right? And and you're tied to each other because it's risky. It's, you're walking on snow. You're going up. You're climbing altitude, all of that. And I said, I've not paid so much money to, you know... Um, Get uh, rogered. And why am I doing this? You know, I literally wasn't tears, Like I said, and I was like, what if I'm not able to do it? You know, the pride is hurt more than anything else. But of course, thankfully and God willing, uh, we summited. And then we came down, uh, slept for a few hours and walked to the base camp of summit number two, which was uh, so we did Kangatse 2 first and we did Zongo, Zongo later. So we stayed there again the same night we went to summit again. So it was literally back to back. So it's literally very, very hard on the body. Very hard in the body. Like I said, 6,300 meters in Ladakh where the oxygen anyway is very, very less. But again, you know, when you reach the top, what you get to see is what you only get to see if you put yourselves through that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was challenging to another level. Mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, and that's when you also realize that you actually need nothing else except two, three square meals, a roof on your head. You're really, really grateful for... Everything that you have in life back home in Delhi, which is, you know, you're spoiled thoroughly. You're in traffic and you're cribbing and complaining. And there it's just about, you know, am I safe? Am I going to be able to make it? You're just in nature. You know what I mean? No, nothing works. No connectivity. You're only eating Maggi. I mean, in summits like this, I've had garam um, orange squash. Have you ever had garam orange squash? I can't tell you how yummy it tastes. Really? Yeah. Because it's minus in temperatures, right? Mm. So yeah uh, that girls, was would yeah great. I mean they actually give us water from ice so they actually have they have to uh, melt ice to make water warm it up and give it to us and we have to drink it quickly before it again freezes, it freezes. Mm. so it's that hard yeah. but again hugely challenging but hugely gratifying mm. so that was something that was uh, you know that comes to my mind as of now
1: Kangiyatse oh. is no mean feat, like six hours to, I, I know a few people who've done that and, and, and it's, it's, it's not a walk in the park. It's, it's a pretty challenging one. And then to do another one yeah. the very next day. So, I history. wanted to challenge myself. You know so, what I mean? So, this was planned, like, is this, was this an, uh, an organized event or what was it
0: like? It was an organized event. So, I, I trek or, mount, you know, climb with an outfit called White Magic Adventure. Okay. So, they had planned it and a few of us did the double summit. Mm-hmm. Most people did the single summit. Just mm-hmm. one summit and they headed back.
1: Yeah, I mean, it you know, sounds rational.
0: Um, I know. Sensible. <laughs> but we guys are crazy, right? <laughs> as runners, as marathoners. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I ran two world majors, full marathons back to back yeah i, I can't believe i did that mm. and then of course so i guess you know it's just to challenge that mind and body mm. and and rightly so this brings me to Kipchoge's one line that says no human is limited yeah so yeah you know i i say this very clearly and i i totally completely believe in it if the mind conceives it or can it conceives it the body achieves it you know mm. you work towards it of course yeah And I guess you can, um, you know, and and again, you know, bringing back to my own example, I didn't want to run a full marathon distance for seven years of my running journey. Mm. You know, people kept reaching out to me saying, I think you can do a Fari 2.2. But it was about me. It was all saying that, listen, I'm mentally ready now. So I woke up one fine day and I said, you know, I am ready to run that distance. I signed up, I trained for it and I was successful. You know, so yeah, that's how I think, uh, you know, we all work towards everything that we want to achieve in life. Yeah. Beautiful. That's beautiful
1: to hear. Uh, when when you were mentioning mentioning the climbs, uh, the two climbs that you talked about, uh, I just recently heard this quote: "The harder the climb, the better the view." Yeah, the
0: it is true. true it's right? absolutely true. And uh, you know, like again, um, a mountaineer understands this, or a trekker understands mm-hmm. this. You can't imagine the views we get. You can't imagine the joy, the experience, the learning. The feeling of climbing, I mean, you're in, in the middle of nowhere. You're in the back of beyond. Mm. You can't even come back and explain to your own family what you've gone through. There are no toilets. So, uh, either they're pit toilets, yeah. okay, or you just go in the wild, yeah. in, in the open. You know, you don't take baths for 10-10 days. I've done treks where I've not showered for 10 days. So, your Johnson baby wipes are your best friends. You have garam-garam orange squash and stuff like that. You own, literally live on Maggie. It's a you different know? world out there. It's a different world out there. But like I said, it's a different eye again. Mm-hmm. And and you learn so much. You know, it teaches you so much. It, it actually makes you respect life a lot more than you would just learn or uh, do sitting in an air-conditioned home through the year in Delhi City or wherever else. You know what I mean? So I feel it's extremely... In fact, you know, I joke with a lot of my friends... Uh, you know lot of people that are dating each other like uh, mm. and they want to get married I say Ek trek. Pe chale jao dono. Mm. if you survive the trek na, shadi yeah. karlo
1: what an advice yeah.
0: if you don't survive the trek mm. because you know that's as natural as one gets there is no pretense there there is no filter yeah. there is no Instagram filter yeah. you know it's, it's who you really are there is no pretense zero inhibitions it's you versus you you know you've got to be there for each other yeah. uh, that's it there's no makeup yeah. there's not even a mirror to see how you look you're not taking a shower for ten days. Yeah. I wear the same trekking pants for four days for four. Yeah, I, I do, and I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah, no. And also, they say people who go through great suffering together also become great friends. Oh yes, brings And which is which is
0: what explains the camaraderie and the friendships that we have. Running has made me meet some most amazing people on the planet, and so has trekking. By the way, I may not meet them or talk to them every day, but we trek together every now and then. We pick up on the same note. We are great friends. We share stories. Uh, so there could be times I go on a trek and, you know, a couple of them may not join me or vice versa, but we come back, exchange stories. We always ask the other person and we've actually, actually made great bonds. I mean, it doesn't matter where you come from. You know, you share the same passion or love for trekking or running and you bond. It's, yeah. you know, I remember when I was in the corporate world, they would say, Do log jo sutta peete na, they become best friends. Oh. <laughs> so it reminds me of that also. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you may not because see you're smoking zone hai. Yeah. So up HR say IT se aaya hai, koi se aai, but you're smoking together, so you end up talking. Yeah. Yeah. And you're always meeting at those Correct. five minutes when you take that little break. Correct. So you end up picking uh, you know, uh, knowing the other person and picking up friendship. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, but uh, the the one the our kinds are better. The running better. I agree. We are I agree. Be... We're
0: great humans. Yes. I agree. I'm biased, <laughs> but I'm biased.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. So Riti, uh, before I let you go, uh, tell me and this is you can answer uh, so what's your uh, what what's your ultra in life like what's your life purpose
0: wow it truly is like a loaded question i don't know where to begin but uh, what i would like to really say is that i would like to make a change or help people evolve or work for better work to, towards a better self you know try and impact as many lives as i would say you know, um, be it in running, be it by bringing a smile on their face, and it could be. When I say lives, I'm not talking about just two-legged. I'm talking about four-leggeds also. So try and create, uh, you know, impact an impact in people's lives. In, you know, like by doing whatever I can in my uh, capacity. So whether it's feeding dogs, you know, giving some food to a needy, uh, you know, just bringing a smile on a stranger's face or running a community and ensuring or helping people evolve as better stronger runners so just being able to impact people's lives uh, you know uh, that a- that help them work towards a better self okay uh, let's
1: let's go a level deeper why is it important for you to impact people and help people
0: uh, i think that gives me nothing gives me greater joy than that you know being able to uh, And I feel that, you know, I can't have it all. It's not, uh, you know, the more I share, the more I give, the more I get. And it's not just material. It's absolutely actually not material. It's it's the happiness, you know, uh, the feeling of waking up fulfilled, going to bed fulfilled. You know, that's something that keeps me going. So I just believe in sharing. The more I give, I feel the more I get. And the happier I am as a being, you know. And that's really uh, how I want to operate in life. Yeah, that's incredible. Wonderful. What a chat. Love
1: this every bit. Thank you so much, Riti.
0: Love time. being on uh, Find Your Ultra. Thank you for having me and great meeting you finally after 10 years of yes. being and sharing the same passion. Yeah,
1: and when I can uh, become disciplined enough to wake up in the morning, I shall definitely join uh, run, run With, with Riti. We look
0: forward yes. to having you on board and running with you. Wonderful. And you never know, we may come to Dwarka soon too. So Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, l- l- let me
1: work on uh, being a little more
0: disciplined and waking <laughs> up in the
1: mornings. Thank you, Riti. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you again.
1: Thank you for staying with us till the end. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please consider subscribing on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. It helps the podcast a lot more than you think it does. We do try to release a new episode every Friday. But as you know, the podcast is not backed by a production company yet. It is all end-to-end produced by a one-man army. That's me. That's a regular family man trying to juggle a full-time job and family and everything else that comes with it so i hope you'll understand if an episode is late or or if i miss a week altogether which has happened on a couple of occasions and i hate it um so yeah i'm I'm doing my absolute best to not let that happen often but when it does i really beg for your support and understanding thank you so much and uh, see you in the next episode very soon hopefully next friday itself